scripture reading before you sit down. It's found the same one. It's called the worship. It's found in Exodus chapter 14. Exodus chapter 14. <clears throat> and verses 13 through 15. <clears throat> and the Lord said to the people, Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. Amen. Please be seated. Hello, George. What a wonderful day is the Sabbath of the Lord. And he promised to sanctify us today. Isn't that wonderful? Well, I, I've been blessed with so many testimonies and, and hear the children and you. So now it's my turn. And I was told as much time as you need. In the prayer that we have before the congregation, I included my daughter, my daughter, uh, Gabrielita, we call her. Please keep her in your prayers. She is not in the Lord's path. I think that's enough for the time being. We'll be talking in the after, after the service again. Because I believe in what we're going to study today. I've been in this before, but I've seen a lot of victories. So I don't doubt that the Lord has victory for all of us. So let's pray. Father, our Father God, my Father, our Savior, I ask you to send the Spirit as you promised that this war is alive and is a spirit. We need a Father. Only through the world we can become warriors against Satan. Give us the faith of Jesus to apply it in our lives. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. So, we read from Exodus 14, but one of the books that I study more in depth is Exodus. I've been studying Exodus for the last 10 years, and I have a lot of presentations and studies, and, and it just keeps coming alive more and more. So before we go into chapter 14, let's take a look at chapter 13. And I'm going to be reading from my beautiful version, uh, the Amplified Bible. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's, it's nice. It's easier to understand. And in verse 17, it begins like this. So it happened when Pharaoh let the people go. God did not let them by the way of the land of Philistines even though it was nearest. Notice that there's an easy path to follow, but the Lord says, no, I'm not going to take you by the easy path. I'm going to take you by the, the difficult path. And we humans refuse to take the difficult path. For God said, the people might change their minds when they see war. That is, that 
there will be war and return to Egypt. So he knows everything. So he take him to the path of difficulty as we might be today. But God led the people around by the way of the wilderness toward this Red Sea. The sons of Israel went up in battle, in battle array, orderly ranks, marching for marching formation out of the land of Egypt. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for Joseph had solemnly ordered, placed under the oath, that the Israelites would take the bonds to the promised land. In verse 20, it says, well, verse 19, God will assure, was sure, take care of you. Said That's what, uh, by inspiration, Joseph has said to the Israelites. And you must carry my bones away from here with you. The journey from Sikoth in Joseph, Josen, the land of Josen, and camp at Etham, on the edge of the wilderness. The presence of the Lord, the Lord was going before them day in a pillar and a column and clouds to lead them along the way and in a pillar of fire night to give them light so that they could travel by day and by night. He did not withdraw the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by the night from going before the people. Notice how he is leading, but at the same time, he's protecting the, the, the Israelites. So he, they are seeing his presence. He's manifesting his caring love. And we go forward now into the, our study, 14. Now the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Tell the son of Israelites to turn back and come in front of Pilar Harihoth between Middol and the sea. You shall camp in, the, in front of Basal Sephorn, opposite by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the Israelites, they are wandering aimlessly in the land. The wilderness has shut them in. By the eyes of men, the Israelites are in trouble at the feeding. That's what the, the king said. I will harm them, says the Lord. Make a stubborn, defiant Pharaoh's heart so that he will pursue them and I will be glorified and honored through Pharaoh's and his arm and the Egyptians shall know without any doubt and acknowledge that I am the Lord. And they did so. So God allows tribulations in our life and difficult things, events, so he can be glorified through them. Then the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled. Pharaoh and his servants had a change of heart toward the people, and they said, what is that that we have done? We have let the Israelites go from serving us. Well, they had it easy. They don't have to pay for any labor. So Pharaoh harnessed horses to his war carriers to battle and took the army with him. And so he goes forward thinking that he has them, that he's going to bring them back as his slaves. Now, I'm going to skip forward. And when we 
we see difficulties, as my wife and I were going at home, the tendency would be to retreat, to see darkness. But the story is written so that we go forward, basing our faith on the world and the experience of our brothers and sisters before us. 13. Then Moses said to the people, well, actually, we should read how they reacted on 11. They say to Moses, it is because there was no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in this wilderness. What is that you have done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? We were fine there. Listen to this. We were fine. We were slaves. We were protected. We have an easy life. And you bring us to this land to perish in the wilderness. Totally not. Did, you, did we not say to you in Egypt, leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians? How it, for it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians as slaves than to die in the wilderness. Are they right? They are lying to their teeth as we also murmur and lie against God in our trials and tribulations. But now, Moses is a different person here. Moses has gone through a lot of difficulties. He has been with the Lord for four years alone in the wilderness. He has seen the power and the miracle, and he has learned. He has another four years to learn more, but up to now he has learned that he can trust the Lord. Why? Remember when the Lord told him to grab that cobra by the tail? I mean, dare you to take a cobra by the tail? Are you crazy? I'm a dead person. But he saw and he remembered what the Lord did. So because of that previous experience, he moved forward in faith. Then Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Maybe he shouted at them. Take your stand. Be firm and confident and undismayed. I needed those words to this week. I need them today. Do you? Yes. And see the salvation of the Lord. Now, I want to read something to you about the word salvation. This is why I love this version. The Hebrew word of salvation comes from a term that has to do with room or space. The people were under great pressure, squeezed between the waters before them and the armies of Pharaoh behind them. Salvation relieved the pressure in the most dramatic way. So when Moses said to them, and see the salvation of the Lord, he's saying, look at the escape. Look at the way out of this difficult situation. I have some notes here. The Lord had considered that the Israelites needed to execute an effective faith. Go forward. I move forward. March. Execute. Th that's what it means, right? Go forward means move, 
March, act, execute, right? So now, the, the, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish. When? For you today. Now, we don't like to wait. Sometimes we have to wait. But in that specific moment, he promised that he will do it that day. For those Egyptians, I love this. For those Egyptians whom you have seen today, why don't we read it together? You will never see again. I will say the demons that are hurting you today, I'm going to put them away. Because every one of those soldiers was possessed by a demon. Do you believe that? Pharaoh must have legions inside him. And the Lord said, don't worry, man. I'm in control. I'm in control. The Lord will fight for you while you only need to keep silent and remain calm. Silent? Well, I'm going to come back to that. And I'm going to go forward to Psalm 37. Okay, you find it here. I'm in 27, 37. I love this song because it's applied to us. See, that story is like it happened over there, but this is us today. Do not worry because of the evil doors, nor by the envious door, wrong doors, for that will wither, wither away quickly like the grass and fed like the green herb. Trust, rely on and have confidence in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and fed securely. On his faithfulness, delight in yourself in the Lord. Faithfulness. In the moment of difficulty, we must look back to remember how faithful he has been in the past. I heard the testimonies today. Your wife said, Jesus, and that man with 80 miles an hour was gone. Faithfulness. Delight. But what does the word delight mean? Joy, delight. So why do I have to have a why do I have to look down and walk like I have a weak, weak big weight on my shoulders? You know, diseases develop from that attitude. No. Lift up your head and look at heaven. And we'll come back to that in the story of the Israelites. Okay, so delight yourself in the Lord. But what is one of the best ways to delight in the Lord? I'll tell you, my brothers. In the middle of where we're going at home, I receive a phone call. When are you finally going to come to be with us? Because of COVID, we've been resetting the coming to the Dominican Republic for two years. I said, Lord, I don't know if my wife will come. I'm going to ask her. 
but you have to give the answer to her. She said, I'm going to think about it. So I made the decision, I think it was Tuesday of last week, Lord, I'm coming to the Dominican Republic by myself. She's not moving, and the lady is waiting for the answer because the fares are increasing in price. So we're just about falling asleep. I don't remember the hour. And she goes, let's go to the Dominican Republic. <laughs> I woke up. I said, how do you come to the conclusion? The Holy Spirit told me. I said, we're coming. We're coming. And the devil got, oh, man. He really got upset. I said, Lord, we're coming, and we bought the fares, and we're coming. You keep praying for us. Because those people have been waiting for two years. I, I don't know what they need from me, but they said, we need you here. So we're coming. And I'm basing the experience on this. I am delighted myself this morning with you in the presence of my Savior Christ. Hallelujah. Praise his, praise his name. And the Lord said, and he will, he will give you this, the desire and petition of your heart. Today, this morning, what is your petition? What do you, what, what do you want? I want my daughter to be liberated from the enemy and come back to Jesus. Would you pray for that? Would you like to pray that? My brother, please, now. Yes, now. Aren't we here to pray? Aren't we here to worship him? I'm not, I'm not asking you to pray because I'm crying with a broken heart. I am asking to pray because of my trust and my Savior Christ. Our Heavenly Father, we bow again before Thee. And this is an indication of our humility and our trust in Thee. We do not have the answer for these complicated questions in life, but You do. We understand that You're all-knowing, that You're all-powerful. And so we come to Thee asking that by your grace, by your power, that you will work out the details and bring about the return of not just Brother Garcia's daughter, but of our children. Amen. It hurts us at times to look and see where they are and knowing that they are deceived in their decision-making, but yet we are powerless to move them physically. But we know, yes, we do know that you have the answer and you have the power and you also have the will so we pray that you will carry out that which pleases you most to save the souls of mankind. And as we participate, may you teach us how to be co-workers, co-laborers with thee, that we might learn of your character, to be able to demonstrate that in this earth. 
and be overcomers. And when it's all said and done, may these that we have given life to, our children, return. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. It's a day of victory and rejoice because we are delighting in the Lord's presence. Now let's go back now to our story of the Israelites. And we continue our reading in chapter 14. So the Lord said, for 15, the Lord said to Moses, notice that we just pray. Why do you cry to me? Why do you keep praying? Don't you have something to do? Tell the son of Israelites to move forward toward the sea. There's a moment when we need to stop praying and act on the prayers that we have presented. Now, again, two parts here. As for you and I, that's verse 16. As for you, lift up your staff, lift up your eyes to heaven and stretch your hand over the sea and divide it so that the son of Israelites may go through the middle of the sea on dry land. Now, what the first part says, to you and me, and for you. Now notice verse 17. As for me, see, two parts. The mighty power and the cooperating hand. Two hands together, invincible before Satan, by the grace of the good Lord. Got it? This is a science. It's a scientific process and revelation. We need to understand how it's operating. And as for me, hear this. Oh, I love when he says that. Hear this. I will harden the heart of the Egyptians, and they will go in the sea and after them, and I will be glorified and honored, just as he, as he said before, through the pharaohs and all the army and all the carriers and his horsemen. And we're gonna, we, we, we already see the picture here and what has happened. So, again, as the story goes through the years, there was another moment when another man of God kind of a king was confused and he wrote words that will be presented to us today of faith, that we need to have the faith, an active faith that moves God to act. Because he promised, and for me, I am going to do what I said I will, but you must do your part. Like in the case of diseases, right? We pray for sickness, I mean for health, but we don't want to stop doing, stopping the bad habits that probably has produced the disease. So we have a part to do. Uh, as they were collecting the tithes, I have a part to do. I had to, to return what is his, right? That's my part, by faith, of course. So let's go to Psalm 27. When I was in Chile with my wife once, and I heard this 
this psalm in a song. They sing the psalms at church. We don't do that here. We should learn. They sing them. And it sounds so beautiful. So the only thing that I remember is, the Lord is my light. <laughs> and, then, and then I stopped. But I, it just, this is about 10 years ago. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Though we already know what the word salvation to the Israelites in the Hebrew language means. The escape. Who shall I fear? The fires around me? The people around me? The demons that are attacking me? The Lord is my refuge and fortress of my life. Whom shall I dread? Then, let's read three. Those an army encamp against me, my heart will not fear. Though war arise against me, even in this, I am confident. We are in the middle of terrible moments, politically in America and the world, and at home, and at work. The question is, whom shall I try to fear? Why should I fear? Who is with me? Who has promised to be with me? You know, as I read the Bible, I'm also a student of the spirit of prophecy, because it helps me to understand what he's saying. And I have some notes here that I want to share with you. In this study, so the Lord says, "Go forward." My head goes out in faith. Faith is not feeling. Faith is not a sigh. I believe the promise is for me. Key ingredient. Go forward is for Eduardo Garcia. It's not for you. You understand what I'm saying? It's for me. Because I need it at that moment. It is written for me. And I appreciate the same personality. The promise itself is, no is of no value unless it fully, I fully believe that he that has made the promise is abundantly able to fulfill it. Amen? Yes. You see this? Again, there is a process in the mind. It, it has no power. It doesn't mean anything. Unless I believe that the promise given is for me and that the giver is powerful enough to keep it. For example, and don't, I'm not talking about politics, but I'm going to show you something that, so you understand even better. Mr. Trump just walked in here and said, if you listen to Eduardo until 3 p.m. without leaving the room, everyone goes home with $100,000. You might believe him because he has the money to give you, right? But if I ask you the same thing, you will not be here until 3 listening to me. Because I don't have that money. <laughs> you understand? I don't have, you know well that I don't have the money to give $100,000 each. So if they have seen the miracles or the plagues and, the, and all the protections, why is it that there was doubt? It, it cannot be explained. 
Why is it that I doubt that he will solve the problem that I have? At due time, when I have learned the lesson that he wants to give me, it will be done. That's it. So I don't know what I need to learn with my, with my, with my daughter's behavior, but I'm, I had to learn something. And I wanted to learn it fast because I wanted to stop, dear father, please. So teach me soon. Make me a good learner, a good student. The promise itself is not of no value unless I fully believe that he has that made the promise is abundantly able to fulfill it and in infinite in power to do what he has said. So the son wrote, even if an army comes around me, I don't care. The Lord is with me. And he has promised and he will deliver. Now we, we titled the topic under God's control. Because those who are under God's control. Now, how, how do I know that I am under God's control? You see, this is a personal, very important question. We have to know our position. But let's study a little bit. Those who are under God's control, because only two forces control this world. The control of the Holy Spirit by submission and an imposal by Satan and his angels. There's no other thing. So those who are under God's control must have been submitted their will to God to do what he says to do. And who are influenced by the heavenly angels will be able to discern, this is critical here, to discern the crafty working of the unseen power of darkness. Remember when, when, when the word says, you're not fighting your wife, you're fighting what? You're not fighting. My brother said it in, in the class, I left church because he was having a hard time at church with somebody, and he left. And I'm repeating it because he said it publicly in, in the Sabbath uh, school today. But I was wondering, did my brother realize he was fighting a demon? <laughs> That's always my question. So yes, we are affected by the other person and the circumstances, but we're not really fighting that situation or the, or the person. We are fighting the darkness, the, working, the crafty working, uh, working of the power of darkness. Now, those who desire to be in harmony with the heavenly agents, the angels and the Holy Spirit, should be intensely in earnest to do God's will. That's the key. I can only be under God's control when I am totally committed to do his totally complete will. It's not other. I was thinking about the birds. Who taught him to be, to steal? The fallen nature of this world. Maybe by behavior they learn to be thieves. But the Lord told us what to do. So I shall not steal. I shall not leave my wife for another woman. It's clear. So submission to the Lord to do his will is one 
critical step to be under God's control. Once we are under God's control, we can discern the events, the behavior of whatever the other person is doing so that we know who are we fighting. I'll continue the revelation, which is the explanation of what we read from the Bible. Intensely earnest. They must, we that have made the decision to submit under God's control, they must give no place whatever to Satan and his angels. So anything that has to do with the Satan, we must walk away from. Conversations, places, and so on. Nope. But unless we are constantly on guard, we shall be overcome by the enemy. How, how am I going to be constantly on guard? Now, let's go back to Moses. Please do not be fear, afraid. Don't fear. You will see the salvation today. Why did he have this powerful faith, an active, powerful faith? Because his life was a total connection with that power. In prayer and study and meditation and doing the little things he has told him and asked him to do. The same thing goes with us. Those little things that we don't do are the ones that bring us to defeat it. The, the, the victory, and it continues here. The enemy will overcome us unless we are on guard. And Jesus said it. Jesus said it. This is the same. He's just quoting the same thing. Although a solemn revelation of God's will concerning us has been revealed to all of us, yet a knowledge of his will does not set aside the necessity of offer, offering earnest supplication to him for help. Isn't that what we just did? Surrender. A lady told me once, not to my face, through another person, why do you bring your need to church? I said, because I believe that the Satans do not gossip. If you gossip against a petitioner, sure, you are not a saint. That's my belief. So I'm not afraid of neither one of, of you. And if you have the tendency, pray, don't open your mouth unless you ask somebody to pray for that need. Because we know who are facing. It's the darkness, it's the crafty work or the, the, the powers of darkness. Okay. The, diligently, we must seek to cooperate with him. How do we do that? Brother Frank just told us he received a phone call, and I don't see him here. He's probably already doing the work downstairs. You see, the more pressure I feel personally from Satan in my life, the more I ask God to lead me to his service. That's what I'm doing right now. And this is why one, one, my wife and I, we, we're going to Dominican Republic. We're leaving a mess behind, but that's the Lord's business. He knows what to do, and he, he must do it the right way if we submit. And because I know I have powerful warriors behind me, I'm all right. I'm all right. 
If I perish, I perish, but I will never eat that, said Ellen White. <laughs> okay. Now, how does he accomplish his purpose? He accomplishes his purposes through human instrumentalism. To you and I. This is, we're learning. We are in a school learning. Now, again, Moses had a faith that was active and he moved toward the miracle. He knew the miracle was there. Did God tell him that this was going to be open? Did he tell him? Yes, he told him. He said, I'm going to open the waters with that little piece of wood, right? A little piece of wood. He did a lot of things with that, right? Even water came out of the rock. At the time, the arm of faith seems to be too short even to touch the Savior's garment. Remember? If I can only touch the body of the garment, and she was instantly, well, sometimes even our arm is even shorter than that. It seems that it's shorter. But there stands the promise. You see, it doesn't matter how I feel. He has promised something. And in this instant, why don't we let it take a look at Isaiah 58, 9. Just the first part. Isaiah 58, 9. My faith is too short to touch the Lord. But that is not, it doesn't depend on how short it is. It depends on what he has promised. And then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here I am. Did he promise to be here today? Did he promise to be here this morning? Yes. So I shall not be afraid to bring my need before the throne of grace. Ray James is beautiful. <laughs> He's beautiful. I'm delighted myself. My heart is not broken. I have pressure, but my heart is rejoicing on the presence of my Savior. It is not our efforts that bring victory. It is seeing God behind the promise and believing and trusting him. Oh, how much am I thinking of this? By the way, you know when I started thinking about this? On March 6th of this year. Since March 6th, I've been thinking and praying, how do I see you in your promises? How do I see you behind what you're doing? So how is he going to teach me? Brother James, he's going to allow my life to be complicated. <laughs> so I can learn to see him in the promise. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise his name. Quiet, the Seventh-day Adventist is so calm all the time. Must be the, it must be the food we eat. <laughs> I don't want you to be a listener. Just, hallelujah. Praise him. Because he's a powerful, mighty God. And he's our God. He's not your God. He's our God. My God. So, so our effort is important, but it is not our two hours or whatever of prayer. Then it's just a faith. A simple prayer short of seconds, could move probably the arm of God faster than two hours of prayer. I don't know. 
It just depends on what he sees in your heart as you pray. But we must do it. Grabs by faith the hand of the infinite power. And, and, and there was a moment, I don't remember if it was the, yeah, it was before that, that the Lord said to Moses, Moses, feed him. Feed him for 30 days. And Moses said, am I going to be empty the sea? I cannot even have food for one day. You're telling me to feed him for 30 days? And the Lord said, Moses, you don't know who you're talking to. You forgot who I am, Moses. Let me show you what I'm going to do. And remember, he sent the birds. And they ate so much that he died. 33,000 died that day. <laughs> because he waits for that situation. There is a promise that says that he will, that he's faithful and he will not allow us more to be trial, tamed, that we resist. He will give us a way out. I think it's first of Corinthians 10, 13. So what do we do? Psalm 37 says, stand still in prayer. But then when he says, move forward, move. Don't cry anymore. Move. Now, the price of safety. How do we, what is the price that we need to pay to be saved from Satan's attacks? and destruction. Do you know? Well, I kept researching. I kept studying. Our souls are to be sur surrendered by the, an atmosphere of heaven. Men and women are to watch themselves. They are to be constantly on guard, allowing not war or acts that will cause their good to be evil spoken of. A reputation. Not because it's important. It's because our life reflects who we serve. He who professes to be a follower of Christ, who are they? We profess to be followers of Christ. Is to watch himself, keeping himself pure and undefiled in thoughts, words, and deeds. His influence upon others is to be uplifting. When I open my big mouth, do I lift up the person or do I put the person down? What do you do? How did Jesus spoke? To lift him up or to bring him down? But we are experts on bringing them down. But the Lord says, no. If you profess to follow me, lift them up. Yes. Amen. We always have to search. As Isaiah chapter 50 says, that he will give us the season of the words to lift up the person. <clears throat> I like to tell my wife, I don't have the commas and the points of what I'm going to say, but I know I will say it the right way. <laughs> because it is true. I trust the word. He said he's going to give us the seasoning or the right words. Yes. I don't have it, but he does. Yes. So he will give it to us. Now, 
The influence of those that are doing this, his influence upon others is to lift them up. His life, your, li your life and mine, Amen. is to reflect the bright beams of the sun of righteousness. Oh. You see, it is when we do these things that we are walking into the price of safety. There is need that much time be spent in secret prayer. Sometimes he wakes me up early and I'm so tired, I go back to bed and then when the sun comes out, I say, oh, Father, I did it again. <laughs> you woke me up early and I went back to bed. Remember, the eternal vigilance is the price of safety. There is need that much time be spent in secret prayer, in close communion with God. That's what Moses did, and that's why he was able to lead them, to lift them up, and to push them toward the middle. Hallelujah, my sister. Yes. That secret moment. So that means that we must make some changes in our life to spend more time, more time in the eternal vigilance, which is time of communion with God in secret prayer. These prayers are good, but they, they do not replace the secret prayers. They are unreplaceable. We are in a battle for our eternal salvation and the salvation of others. We are to go forward. There's no retreat. Faith does not retreat. Faith moves forward because it is looking for the miracle that has been promised that will take place. Now, I don't know how long I'm going to wait for my daughter's conversion, but I can see it, if I, not in this life, and the next life. I prefer to see it in this life, but it will take place because he said that he will fight my battle and he will rescue my children. Do you believe that? Yes. Is it for you that promise? Then we need to pray again before we say goodbye this morning. Who wants to pray as a closing part? Because I'm done. I mean, I have more, but I'm, I don't want to continue. Wants to pray? James, you want to pray? Yes, I'll pray. Oh, let's kneel down and pray once again. way to come in father we don't know when to to go in we don't know how to come out we are your sheep father you are our shepherd so we come to you father asking you to give us power from on high to help us, Father, to see that your way is very simple and that we make it difficult by being disobedient. Father, whenever you say go, give us the courage, give us the faith to go. Whenever you say stop, Father, give us the courage to stop. 
You've asked us, Father, to come to you in, in, in our secret closets. Father, help each one of us to develop those secret closets, those secret places where we come to you secretly and pray for strength. Help us to see, Father, now that there's only two camps. And those camps, Father, are your camp of righteousness and obedience and the camp of Satan. Help us to choose your righteousness, Father. Help us to choose and to seek your, the son of righteousness, which is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who died for our sins. Help us to see that our difficulties, Father, are just a way that will bring us to our knees and to fortify us in these times of trouble. Help us to have that faith, Father, and, and with that faith that you will provide for us the peace that passes all understanding and will allow us to be able to stand. Amen. Oh, dear Lord, thank you for the words that we've heard today. And help us, Father, Father God, not only to be good listeners, but to also be good doers. Dear Lord, we ask you and we thank you for hearing and answering these prayers. And we ask all of these things in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And let all the saints say, Amen. Amen.